Hi gorgeous, this is episode number 103 and today we're having back Dove Barron, one of the top 30 global leadership gurus. Hi, this is Dove Barron. You are listening to Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Solonsky. Enjoy. I'm so excited to have Dove back on the show today because I loved our first interview about his story, about what he or how he started to lead himself. And he's so right, you need to lead yourself first. So today we are going to dive in onto the four things that you are really selling. Before we do that, make sure you hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and get your personal anniversary issue where we have put together all the titles of the 100 first episodes, including the three key points. So you can be inspired, be motivated, and also you find the right podcast at the right time when you're looking for a certain topic. So tune in this Darth Baron today. He is a man with a finger on the pulse of the evolving world of next-gen leadership. He has been cited twice as one of the Inc. Magazine's top 100 leadership speakers to hire and also cited in the meeting and event professional guide to the top 100 motivational speakers and he has been named as one of the top 30 global leadership gurus. He is the author of several best-selling books. His latest one is Fiercely Loyal, How High-Performing Companies Develop and Retain Top Talent. In addition to that, he is the host of the national US TV show Pursuing Deep Greatness with Darth Barron on Roku TV and he is the host of a number of podcasts for Fortune 500 listeners globally, Darth Barron's Leadership and Loyalty Show. Enjoy the show with Darth Barron and let's dive right in. Well, I am so excited to have you back on the show, Darth. Welcome. Thank you. I'm, I'm delighted to be back and to dive deeper. Yes, I loved our first interview and you've given so, so much value and advice and tips of how people can journal and how they can find out their treasures hidden in the darkest places. So mm -hmm. I would be really interested to know what was the first thing you've ever sold in your life? That's a great question. The first thing I sold in my life. Uh, wow. I, what was the first thing I, I think I sold a lot when I was a kid. So I'm just trying to think what the first thing was. Um, I know what the first thing I, so this is a dark story. The first thing was not sold, but conned. I conned my siblings. Uh, my, when my baby sister had this, this, this speak and sell thing, it was this circular thing and you pulled a string and there was a, a little pointer and it pointed and it pointed to the cow and it moved and it pointed to the cat and it meowed and all those kinds of things. And I being a smart ass kid worked out the sequence. <laughs> I worked out the sequence and I made my, and we, it was Christmas time and we'd all got um, these coins. And so I actually had them playing roulette by putting the coins on the, on where they think it was going to go next. But I worked it out where it was going to go next. <laughs> and, uh, so I sold them on the game, on the idea of this game, and then took all their spending money away and went and bought Turkish Delight. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I guess that was the first thing I sold, is I sold them on the idea. And it's interesting because I think that that is what sales really is. It's, you know, if you think about the world we live in, and particularly in the world of sales, think about anything that's not commoditized. Everything is commoditized. You know, you're in insurance. What are you selling? You're selling the same as every other insurance person. You're selling real estate. Well, how many people are in real estate? You know, whatever it is you're selling, there are so many salespeople out there selling the same stuff. It's commoditized. So what are you really selling? I'll tell you what you're selling. You're selling certain things, and here's what they are. You're selling a philosophy, an idea, a belief, and you're selling yourself. So what is it? So you look at those. What is the philosophy behind my Starbucks? Well, the philosophy behind it is, according to Starbucks, the third place. It's a third place philosophy. That's what it's called. If you don't know what it is, go look it up. If you ever saw the show Cheers, it was, that's what third place is based on. It's based on the English pub, which is when you go in, everybody knows your name. That's why they ask your name, not because they, can, they know who to serve, it's so they can remember you next time you come back. It's actually a philosophy. The third place you go, work and home are the first two. And the third place is where you hang out, which is the pub or in America is the coffee, which we've now, they've made around the world. So there's a philosophy there. We want to know what that philosophy is. What is the idea? The idea is that we get to hang out. That's the idea. Okay, so the philosophy is this is a comfortable place. We get to hang out, maybe share ideas with other people writing screenplays who are never going to get screenplays written. But, you know, we're sharing ideas. And then you're selling yourself. Because if everything's commoditized, you have got to know what it is about you that is different. And that comes down to the work that I do, which is finding your purpose. You've heard of Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. It's a great book. I recommend it highly to people. Start with why, but don't finish with why. There yeah. is a why under your why. There is something deeper within you that your psychology is driving. When you get in touch with that, when you connect to that, then you're on purpose in your life in everything you do. And then when you show up, people want to know what it is about you. They see something in you. It's like something different here. What is it? And it's that you're so deeply connected to that part of you that desires so deeply to serve and the way you serve is you serve through your thing whatever your thing is whether your thing is insurance or real estate or coffee or phones or whatever it is this is the best way for me to serve in this moment but connected to that matters so much and that's what we all have to do we have to get connected to that if if the government suddenly bans public speaking this is i go Okay, I can't public speak anymore. No. Okay, well, I'll do my podcast. No, we're banning that. Okay, I'll write. Well, we're banning that. Okay, you know, and it takes away all of my platforms. And then it says, um, okay, you got to go work at McDonald's. You go, what? You go, yeah, you got to go work at McDonald's flipping burgers. Okay, so that's what I have to do. I'm going to go flip burgers at McDonald's. What am I going to do when I get there? The answer is exactly what I do today. I'm just going to do it while flipping burgers because that's my purpose. So when you're connected to your purpose, it's irrelevant what you're doing. The, those are just vehicles. The platform is a vehicle for me. My podcast is a vehicle for me. My writing, my books are all vehicles for me. Is Flipping Burgers the best vehicle? No, I don't think so. 
but I, I can't help but deliver what it is. When you get connected to the why of your why, you can't help but go, this is why I'm on the planet. I'm here to serve that, to bring that to the world, to make a difference. And when you get connected to that, that's when you're really selling. You're not selling anything other than I want to serve you. Yeah, I love that. I, I developed the sales power formula and power every letter stands for something and the W for the Y, where I also encourage people to go deeper because often they say, well, I do it like the kids are my reason. And, you know, that's just too surface. There are so many more layers to go to. So I love that conversation because you will find something deep within that really gives you the drive, that really makes you jump out of bed each and every morning. And um, it, it usually has not to do with, you know, I do it for my family or my pets or my parents. It's so much deeper. No. You're right. It's so much deeper, but most people don't have the, it, it's so much easier to be surface. It's so much easier to just say, well, you know, it's for this and that's fine. You know, I'm not here to judge you. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But if you want to spring out of bed every morning, genuinely, then you need to go deeper. And I know I could be more, I could be the motivated guy for years before I felt I could be motivated. But motivated and inspired are vastly different. Mm. Motivated is a psyche. I, you know, you talk yourself into it. Okay, Dov, let's go. Let's rah-rah. You know, okay. And I could do that. I was good at it. I could do it with others. But that's not the same as being inspired. Inspired is this is a shitty day. Everything's gone wrong. Uh, I'm full of self-doubt. But all I know is I'm here to serve. So I just got to get up and serve. I got to get up and serve. I don't have an option in that. There's no motivation in it. It's what I'm here to do. It's as, it's as native to me as breathing. It's the nature of who I am. So I have to do that. So this is not even about rah-rahs. Okay. And then when, you, when you're coming from that place, everything shifts. The world changes. You cannot see the world the same. Mm. Yeah, I just love that when you when you understand that there's something bigger than yourself. And that's what we all want. Yeah. I mean when, when you know we look at millennials and they say, you know, what are the number one thing they want from their work? They want meaningful work. Well, what does that mean? It means they want to be part of something that is bigger than themselves. Good for them. That's one of the things I love about millennials. When people complain about millennials, shut up. Millennials are awesome. Millenniums are fantastic because they actually understand that life has to have meaning because they got rid of this nonsense that there's a professional self and a personal self. No, there's not. No, there's not. If there is, you're a big fat fraud. That's all there is to it. The truth of the matter is there's you. So you can either use what you have and, and bring that to your sales or you can deny what you have. And then you're a big fat fraud and people will see through you, particularly if they are under the age of 39 years old, which is the, the upper age of a millennial. If they're, if, they're, if they're over that age, you might stand a bit of a chance. But if you're dealing with anybody between 19 and 39, they are going to see through your bullshit so quickly. It's one of the things I love about millennials. They have bullshit detectors. They, can, they know when you're a fake. So you might as well just show up. And so in a sales uh, line, for instance, one of the things I would do if you're selling to millennials and you're nervous, 
here's my, let me give you one piece, one jewel for your sales line. You ready? You're selling to millennials and you go, I'm really nervous about selling to these millennials. They're, they're tech people and they know what they're doing and, and they're very insightful, blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of really nervous about it. I say, okay, here's my best sales line to them. And they go, what is it? So you ready? You need to write it down. They go, okay. Hi, I'm really nervous about talking to you. They go, why are you nervous? I go, no, no, that's not what I'm saying to you. That's what you need to say to the millennial. And they go, oh, why would I do that? Because they appreciate vulnerability. They want authenticity. They like real. If you show up with all the, you know, the puff and puffed out chest and pretending that you know it all, they will see through you like glass. Just own the truth. And they'll go, they will become compassionate immediately and go, oh, let me help you out. By being vulnerable, you're actually asking for help. When you ask for help, people are nat naturally good. That's the wonderful thing about people. Generally speaking, people are good and they want to help you out. If they don't, well, then you probably don't want to do business with them anyway because they're kind of dicks. You want to do business with people who are good people. So just show up and go, you know what? I'm kind of fumbling my way through here. Would you be willing to help me? When I teach people to be speakers, one of the first things I say is, if you're the person who gets really nervous on stage, I've been speaking 35 years, very often, not all the time, but very often I'll walk out on stage and just go, just need a moment here. And I just look at the audience and I go, I just want you to know why I need a moment, because after 35 years, I still get nervous. Immediately the audience is, they relax. They're like, okay, as opposed to putting all their expectations on me. Then do I knock it out of the park? Absolutely, every time. But it's the ownership, the vulnerability, the authenticity that people connect to. And in sales, this is what we all have to understand. That's what people connect to. They connect to the vulnerability, to the authenticity, not to your bullshit sales line. They don't care about that. Oh, well, you know, why don't you just hold it and see how it feels? We've all done the puppy dog sale. You know, we've all, we all know the line, right? We've, we've all got the sales techniques. I know I used to teach them in the late 90s, but nobody cares anymore. What we care about is people. So show up as a human being, and that's your best selling feature. Yeah, yeah. Like be really interested in creating a relationship. That's it. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah. And that's what people, that's where people get overcomplicated with it. So don't be somebody else, be yourself. You may have noticed as you're listening to this that I swore. <gasps> Oh my goodness. I don't swear for effect. So people are now swearing because they heard Gary Vaynerchuk swearing and they think it's the th cool thing to do. I don't swear because of Gary V. I've always sworn. It's part of who I am. Don't start swearing if it's not who you are. Yes. But don't be not who you are. If you, like, just be you. Because then people get to assess, yeah, yeah, no. Your job is to, so let me just tell you about sales simply. It's the same in leadership. Your job is to get people off the fence. That's it. Meaning, I don't like you. There are people watching, listening to this, you know, I really don't like this Dove Burn guy. Fantastic. Turn it off. Come back to the next show. Christine has marvelous guests. You'll love the next one or the last one. Go listen to Anne. Go listen to Bob. Go listen to Mark. You might love them. That's great. Maybe I'm not for everybody. I get that. That's okay. And maybe I've rattled your cage. That's okay. Many people who don't like me initially fall in love with me later because they realize it was their own stuff that was in the way. I'm not here to persuade you to like me or dislike me, but I am going to be me. 
And the best sales feature you have is to be you, not something you think you should be. And, and people say, be yourself. And it's such a nonsense cliche because most of us, this is why I said at the beginning, you can't lead others till you lead yourself. So what does that mean? It means you've got to do that work. So when people say, be yourself, that's the best sales line you've got. Yeah, but who am I is the question. And you can't do that until you look into that dark place, until you look at those things you've not been willing to look at. But when you do that, you find amazing diamonds. In fact, I will give you a clue. The thing you're most terrified to say is the best thing you could say. There's a person behind you as we speak on the shelf there with the cover, Anne. And I taught Anne to be a speaker, and she stood in front of the audience as we were training her. And I said, tell the truth. And she just stood there with the microphone shaking in her hand, tears flooding down her face because she'd never told the truth. And she may have even told you this on the show. And she eventually just told the truth. And everybody was like, wow. And that's how she now leads and coaches and does what she does. Yeah. You have to come to that. It's not about the right words, the right sentence, the right sales pitch. It is about being you in the most authentic, raw, and sometimes unlikable to some people. Your job is to get them off the fence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, by the way, it was a beautiful episode with Anne, episode 42 and 43, if you want to tune in. And what I would love to know, um, where or how did you find out that it was okay to be you and it was okay that others weren't okay? with it by accident not because i was a genius but because i was a numbnuts i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> so many many years ago before i started speaking i owned businesses in three continents as i said i had a business in australia and one of my uh one of my clients in that business owned a national menswear company he was a good friend of mine and he would come in and we would chat and we'd have these wonderful philosophical conversations and one day he came in Now, remember, this is 1984, and he came in and he said, uh, I want you to come speak to my national managers, sales managers. I'm like, speak about what? Like, I had never spoken. And he's like, you can speak about whatever you want. And I'm like, Steve, I, 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 I'm not a speaker. And, he go, and so he, he talked me into it, and I was like, how long do I have to talk for? He goes, an hour. I'm like, whoa, no. <laughs> and he finally talked me into 20 minutes or half an hour or something like that. And, and honestly, I was so nervous about doing this. You know, now an hour is a warm-up. But it was like, then in those days, it was terrifying as an idea. And I didn't know what I was supposed to talk about. And he said, I could speak about anything I wanted. I said, okay. He said, but I have one condition. Now, again, this is 1985. Now, what you should know is Steve owned a national menswear company. And he used to make my bespoke suits. I used to wear these beautiful 80s suits. And he would make them for me. But when I wasn't in those suits, I was dressed very casual very casual. I'd been a bodybuilder since I was 19. So at that point, I'm five years, six years into bodybuilding. And when you're in your early 20s and you're a bodybuilder, it's important that everybody knows. <laughs> Meaning I wore t-shirts that were way too small and tight ripped jeans, you know, and my muscles are bulging everywhere, <laughs> you know, because I was in my 20s. And, um, and in those days, my hair was down to my chest. And my hair's naturally black and ringlet curls. So I've got this big, bushy ringlet curl hair, earrings that you can swing parrots off that are big loops. 
right? And, and my hair wasn't even in a ponytail on that day. So he's there and I'm in ripped, I'm in a tight t-shirt, ripped jeans, my big earrings and my hair's wild. And he says, the only, only thing I want from you is that you turn up looking exactly like this. I go, what do you mean? He goes, that's my only condition. You must look exactly as you are today. I go, well, can I put my hair in a ponytail? He goes, no. I go, can I wear one of my suits? You make my suits. He goes, no, I want you to look just like this. That's my only condition. I'm like, this is crazy. Okay, fine. So I, I arrive at the meeting as scheduled. I put my head in the door and it's a long boardroom and all the managers sitting down this long boardroom and they're in their 80s suits and they're buttoned up tight and they all look like Gordon Gecko from, from Wall Street. <laughs> and this wild man puts his head in the door with the crazy hair and the big earrings and they're all like this. They're looking at me while Steve is at the front talking and they're all like this. They're all nodding their head to the side as if to say, get out. We call it in England the bugger off nod. Bugger off, you're in the wrong place. But I just smiled and waited. And then Steve said, please welcome our speaker, Dov Barron. And I came out and clunk their jaws, you know, all hit the desk. And they're looking at me. And I said, this is the early 80s in Australia when there was a lot of issues with racism, particularly around the native Australians, the Aboriginal people. And I said, put your hand up if you're a racist. Come on, put your hand up if you're a racist. Of course, nobody put their hand up. I said, oh, okay, fair enough. Put your hand up if you would judge somebody by the color of their skin or the way they would look in any way, shape, or form. Nobody put their hand up. And I leaned in and I said, you're a bunch of freaking liars. Every single one of you decided who I was and the value I had, and you judged me by the way I looked. You decided how intelligent I was, how much money I had, and whether I was your customer. And you are dead wrong. You see, the reason I'm here is because Steve is my client and I'm your client. Steve makes my suits, and he was smart enough to see me outside of the way I look today. I looked over at Steve, and honestly, I thought I'd shit the bed. I thought I'd made a, a terrible mistake. I didn't because I didn't know what I was doing. I looked over at Steve, and he's got a big grin because he obviously was much smarter than me, and he understood, right? And he was delighted with what I'd said. I was completely, totally, and absolutely authentic, and it worked. Now, if the story ended there, I would be a hero, but I'm not a hero. I'm a schmuck. <laughs> so what I mean by that is this about still Steve came, told me he was delighted. It was fantastic. And about two, three weeks later, he came back to me and he said, Alistair would like you to speak for his company. Alistair owned a, uh, a national clothing company as well. Different kind, but you know, he said he'd like you to speak to his. I'm like, oh, you know, now I've got the bug. I'm in. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll do it. No problem. So, but I don't know anything about speaking, so what do I do? I go away and I research. I look at speakers, and I see Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn and all the old school speakers, and they all wear a uniform, and the uniform is blue suit, white shirt, red tie, black patent leather shoes, and short hair, clean shaven, or a mustache. So what do I do? I get a blue suit, white shirt, red tie, patent leather shoes, cut my hair off, and have this ugly-ass mustache that looks like a small animal has died on my top lip. Horrible horrible. I could show you pictures of me. I looked older then than I do now. <laughs> it was a terrible picture. Uh, I looked so bad, and I went and delivered the same presentation for Alistair and died because I was completely inauthentic. But, the, you know, but being a bit thick, it only took me about four years to work out what was wrong. Oh, just four? 
<laughs> yeah, only four years. So, by the way, if you're if you're thinking, oh, you keep screwing it up, just take it from me. It's not a big deal. Keep going, right? It took me about four years to work out what it was. It was that simple. But I gave up my authenticity, and this is the thing we have to understand: your best-selling feature is your authenticity. Don't change it. Recognize it. There is beauty in you, magnificent in you. Here's what I want you to know from me. This is my message to you. You were never broken. You've never been broken. You are a magnificent diamond. You may have been covered in a ton of crap, but that's not who you are. Beneath that is the diamond of who you are. And that is what attracts people. That is what people are pulled to. Your job and so I said, in the self-knowledge journey is to push away the crap and reveal the diamond. And you might believe the crap because it's so thick and so heavy and it's been laid on by your mom and your dad and your siblings and your friends and your teachers and whoever else it was. But your job is to not believe that. Your job is to know there's a diamond in there and keep washing off the crap. And some days you wash it off and people keep pouring more on and you just keep washing off and remembering your diamond because that diamond is what will attract the right people to you with mm. elegance and ease. Love it. What a beautiful finish of the second episode. Thank you so, so much, Dov. So you have an amazing gift for the listeners. They actually get a book and yes. talked about videos that is on your site, fullmontyleadership.com slash gift. So yes. Can you just sum that up real quick so people know what to expect when they hop over there? Sure. Just as you said, just go over to fullmontyleadership.com forward slash gift, G-I-F-T. When you get there, you'll have a, actually uh, several choices we've made available to you. You can get some uh, of my eBooks that I've made available to you for instant download. One Red Thread, which is helping you find your purpose. Uh, purpose is missing piece, how to create a purpose-driven organization and uh, authentic leadership in action. You can also, and also I think we're going to give you access to one of my e-courses called purpose, uh, called authentic leadership in action. All those are there. And of course, if you click around the site, you'll find my podcast, you'll find our videos, you'll find over 600 articles on there and a bunch of really great resources all available to you. If you would like to, uh, Invite me to come speak or work with your organization. You can find out how to do that by going to consulting or speaking pages. And if there's any way I can serve you, let me know. Here's what I want you to know, though, before we finish. Christine takes the time to find amazing guests for you. And listen, I have a podcast, had one for 11 years. I know the amount of work, the time, the energy, the effort that goes into this. And you might be thinking, oh, this is just a casual thing you listen to on the side. Number one, don't casually listen to it on the side. Take notes, pay attention, and use what we've given you. That's number one. Number two, this it, we don't get paid to do this. I don't get paid my hourly fee, and Christine doesn't get paid her hourly fee. So what you need to do is you need to go onto iTunes, rate, review, subscribe to the show, and share it with other people because this is one of the ways that we know we're doing a good job and it's having impact on you. Secondly, I want you to write to Christine and tell her what you got out of the show. You can also CC me. I'm going to give you my personal email address. It's dovdov at dovbaron.com, dov at dovbaron.com. Write to Christine, write to me, CC us, tell us what you got out of this show, tell us what you're going to do with it. That's more important. 
And if there's some way that I can be of service to you, some way I can help you, something you want to know from me, you can, you can write to me at that same address. I'm happy to answer you. I'm on the planet to serve. Let us help you. And by the way, if you're trying to do it on your own, you're dead in the water. You get like, let's just, let's, let's just fast track your entire learning curve by hiring somebody who has been there, done that, and can take all the loops out of it. This is what you need to do. So write to Christine, write to me, tell us what you got out of it. Go to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to this show. And please go get your gift at fullmontyleadership.com forward slash gift. Awesome. Thank you so, so much, Dove. I enjoyed this, these episodes so much. And you're right. Stop just dreaming, act now, as I always finish off my blogs, because it's all about taking action to make the things happen that you want in your life. You need to take it one step at a time. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, you for so having much me. For these amazing interviews, for all the beautiful work you do in the world. And uh, it was a delight to speak to you. Thank you. It was an honor. I just love the energy Dove is bringing to the table and how he is talking about the truth. And he's getting right to the point. So I hope you really enjoyed these two episodes with Dove. Make sure you hop on over to christineschlonsky.com and find the podcast tab. There you will find the transcripts, the show notes, the three key points to each and every episode and also the resources we are talking about and sharing here as well as all the links you need to connect to the speakers on social media. So Dove is just a click away once you hop on over to christineschlonsky.com and find the podcast tab. And while you're over there, make sure you get your anniversary issue. That is all the 100 first episodes of Heart Sales Podcasts, including the titles, the guests, and the three key points so that when you're looking for a certain topic, you can take it as your little directory. You can have inspiration, motivation, or, you know, when you have one of these days where you don't want to touch the telephone because it looks scary, just dive in into the anniversary issue, find a speaker of your choice and tune into their episode and be inspired and uplifted. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Sales Podcast. Please subscribe, share, review, and have fun. And I'm looking forward for you to tune in to the next episode. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now. <music>